Hello there, you're listening to the Sort Yourself Out podcast. This week, we're discussing what can be boiled down to one single problem in the world and its antidote. I'm your host, Janine Hunt, natural health therapist for over 30 years, hypnotherapist, lifelong learner, and student of the ageless wisdom. Here on the Sort Yourself Out podcast and in my Better Than Happy Zone membership, I teach powerful top-down techniques and practices so that you can master your mind and emotions, free yourself of what's holding you back, expand your consciousness, and nourish your soul. So let's get started. Well, hello there, and thank you so much for joining me today. Now, you may have noticed that there's a lot of conflict going on in the world these days. The world is so polarized. In fact, we've probably not had this level of conflict and polarization on a global level since World War II. Now, essentially, this conflict and chaos and polarization boils down to one single problem. So this week, we're discussing what that one problem is and also what the solution or antidote is to this overarching world problem. So first of all, you're probably thinking, Janine, are you mad? The world is full of problems. (laughs) How can you say there is just one? Well, what I'm talking about today is the daddy, the source of all the other problems that are so evident to us in the world today. So that being said, what is the problem? Separateness, also known as separativeness. In the ageless wisdom Separateness is known as the great heresy of separateness. Now, the majority of humanity believes that we are all separate individuals. I have my body, you have your body, there's a dog, he has his body, and we can see that we are separate. It's obvious, right? But it's not that simple. And it's this idea of separateness that feeds into the sense of duality we feel, even as spiritual people. Here I am in my little body, separate from all others, from divinity, from my source. This duality is fueled by our belief that we are our bodies, we are our emotions, we are our minds and personalities. We're focusing on the physical aspects of ourselves and on the ego. And on this level, yes, we are indeed separate. However, underlying this physical and ego aspect of ourselves is an energy network that is the source of all form, of all bodies. This energy network on an individual level is our etheric body. It's the energetic blueprint of the physical body. It underlies the physical body and is primary to it. It comes first. And our etheric bodies are connected to the energetic body of the planet. You know how we have bodies that are organisms made up of organs, bones, tissues, cells, fluids, and gases? Well, each life Human, animal, vegetable, or mineral are cells that make up the organism or life of the planet. 
Now, we've been taught to think of the universe as some kind of mechanical structure or machine that for no reason whatsoever, one day just went poof into existence. Now, if you take that into your consciousness and examine it with your intuition, how likely does that sound? Does this ring true? So the universe is an organism, an entity made up of all the lesser lives that inhabit it. That's why we speak of the planetary logos, the entity that ensouls the planet, just like I ensoul my body in life and you ensoul yours, as the life in whom we live and move and have our being. And the planet itself is a part of the solar system. So likewise, the planetary life is a part of the life of the solar logos, the entity giving life to the solar system. The planetary logos lives and moves and has its being in the solar life. So here's the duality, matter and energy, form and spirit. We can see that our bodies are separate. We can see that the planet is separate from the other heavenly bodies within the solar system. But here we are ignoring the primary aspect of matter, the life force, the life energy that descends all along the great chain of being from the solar life to the planetary life to the four kingdoms of nature that make up our planet, the human, animal, vegetable, and mineral kingdoms. In this aspect, which is the deeper reality behind all form, we are unified. We are one. We are indivisible. In the ageless wisdom, this is called the one life. Yes, we can acknowledge the vast diversity of appearances, customs, cultures, and civilizations. And where no deeper understanding of the inner life exists, it's inevitable that such diversity would be conducive to separateness. But across the ages, humanity's consciousness has expanded from the family to the tribe to the community and to the nation with ever-increasing inclusiveness. And there's the magic word, our antidote inclusiveness. So if we want to put an end to all the problems in the world, which is really only one, separateness, what we what is needed is the recognition of the one humanity, of unity amidst diversity. Diversity must be recognized for what it is, the uniqueness which each person or race or kingdom of nature can offer for the greater wealth and potential of the whole. So on the inner side, the real reality behind what we believe is the reality, we are all joined together by this etheric network through the life force that trickles down to enliven all things, even things that we consider to be inert or lacking life force, like rocks, for instance, have their own form of consciousness and their own path of evolution. Is it the same as our human consciousness? 
No, but we as humans have inhabited and passed through all the lower kingdoms before we evolved to the human stage. And likewise, one day the rocks will get their turn to know life as a human being. But they've got to wait their turn behind the animal and vegetable kingdoms who are next in line. Okay, so we are all connected on the inner planes. But this idea of separateness is the biggest delusion we've got going. And that's why it's called the great heresy of separateness. And it's the source of all our problems. So what's the antidote? Well, as I said a moment ago, it's inclusiveness. It's holding our awareness as much as possible in the fact of our oneness. It's trying to remain grounded in your deeper inner knowing about the reality of life, our interconnectedness, and letting that guide you. We're living in a complicated period of time right now when opposing forces are creating a sense of chaos and disintegration. We have a conflict going on between the old and the new, and these forces are struggling for dominance in all areas of life. There is an evolutionary force seeking to establish right human relations based on the fact of our interconnectedness. There's also an involutionary force present in the forms and life conditions of our societies which are impeding the evolutionary unfoldment of the human kingdom. Today, the evolutionary force holds the values of inclusiveness, cooperation, sharing, and responsibility for the common good. And these are the values which must characterize all areas of human life, our international politics, world economics, race relations, and religion. The evolutionary force manifests through all those actions taken by humanity which are leading it to a spiritual and physical realization of its unity. In contrast, the involutionary force is the inertia of those separative and selfish tendencies, the entrenched ancient ideals and habits of thought which have certainly served their purpose in bringing the human race to its present point of development, but which now must give way to establish the new age. But the old ways and their proponents are not about to just lay down and say, sure, go ahead, new age. (laughs) They are fighting for their very existence. We have a battle going on of disintegration and destruction versus integration and construction. And the antidote to this problem is not to attack the old ways. We see so much of that going on in the world today. So many people shouting and blaming and hating. But that emotional reactivity only fuels more separativeness and divisiveness. As people who feel a sense of responsibility, as agents of healing, as world servers, We need to balance the forces of disintegration and destruction by embodying in ourselves the forces of integration and construction, which will establish a new era based on the principles 
of brotherhood and cooperation. Now this is a big cosmic shift taking place and it's uncomfortable and messy and challenging. We're moving from the Piscean Age, which for the past 2,000 years has been characterized by paternalism, patriarchy, competition, and the power over others, to the Aquarian era, with its ideals of sharing, cooperation, inclusiveness, and brotherhood. So as much as we can, we need to be inclusive and create and hold a higher vision of a harmonious future, which we embody through our own lives via our words and aspirations and actions. And in this way, we serve as channels for the evolutionary forces. Nice. (laughs) But as you will know, this is not always that easy. I don't know about you, but in the last year and a half of world strife and lockdown and fear and the extreme polarization of the human race, I've been up and down like a yo-yo. I've been spending an awful lot of time and energy recalibrating myself, trying to get back to some semblance of balance and inner poise. It's tricky, and sometimes, a lot of times, it's disheartening. But it's what we need to do for our good and sanity and also to create a saner world. So as much as you can, think and act in terms of inclusiveness. Be willing and try to express compassion for our human condition and the conditioning of the past. Focus on setting a peaceful and harmonious example rather than shouting down people who have different views from you. As Gandhi said, we've got to be the change we wish to see in the world. And as that other saying goes, if you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. Who's going to guide us through this period of turbulence, if not us? You might want to have a listen to episode 81 of the podcast entitled Cultivate This Quality to Uplift Yourself in the World. It's all about harmlessness an essential and much-needed quality in these troubled times. And also be sure to look after yourself. I'll be getting deeper into that in an upcoming episode. Okay, folks, remember the keywords inclusiveness, oneness, harmlessness, compassion, and responsibility. Embody those as much as possible. Really try to reflect outwardly what is true inwardly. We may all be one, but we have to play our individual part in uplifting the whole. And the more people who do, the better for us all, and the smoother our journey will be through this transitional period. So we were born for it, right? We are in alignment with the forces of evolution, and we're here to radiate our light out into the world. So on that happy note, I will be off. It's time to walk my little doggy Twiggy. But first, if you want some help in recalibrating and raising your vibration so you can be a force for upliftment, why don't you download my Inner Smile Guided Meditation? It only takes five minutes, but boy, does it rev up a feeling of love and joy. 
And just as nice, you share that feeling with the world, so you are contributing to the upliftment of others and the planet. Nice. You can download my inner smile meditation at theinspirationcloud.com slash SYO90, and I'll put a link in the show notes. Try it. It really does work. Now, if you really want to amplify your positive impact in the world, go check out my Better Than Happy Zone membership at betterthanhappyzone.com. It's full of practices and techniques to help you free yourself of all that holds you back and to really uplift your well-being on all levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. And at the moment, you can check it out for only $1. You'll get 14 days to get into the zone and see what it's all about and to use all of the techniques and practices and trainings to take your well-being to the next level and to help you advance on your spiritual path. So once again, that's my Better Than Happy Zone membership at betterthanhappyzone.com. For one wee dollar, you really have nothing to lose and so much to gain. So do go have a look and see if it's a good fit for you. Okay, my friend, Twiggy awaits. So thanks so much for listening and spending your time with me. I think it's lovely that you do it and I really do appreciate it. So take care and I will see you next week. Bye for now. Thanks so much for listening and for sharing this podcast and for subscribing and leaving me a lovely five-star review on iTunes. Those things really help to get the podcast out there so that it can serve more people. If you have any questions or would like me to address a certain topic, I'd love to hear from you. You can email me at info at Thanks again, and I'll see you next week.